Hey guys, we are Bad Moms in Business. I'm Bridget Robertson. I'm Amanda Sharp. And I'm Danielle Monahan. Today, I think we're going to talk about our debt stories. We've talked about this a little bit here and there, and we thought this would be a really cool topic idea. Um, So we're going to get into some of our stories about debt and how we've handled it and how we've mastered it. But first, how's everybody doing? Because I think it's snowing outside. It is snowing. It is. And it's it's not just... I mean, it's snowing outside. It's it's like legitimately snowing. We live in Michigan, Michigan weather. So listen to me. I looked at a memory. I love Facebook memories. Mm-hmm. And there was a picture. This was like last week. And there was a picture of Owen when he was younger playing with Dexter, throwing a snowball up in the air because we got like like a foot worth of snow that April. Weird. And I said to Owen, I was like, man, this is like the first April that I can remember that there hasn't been snow. He's like, mom, why would you have said that? Now <laughs> so, there's snow. So, so this is Amanda's fault. I'm, mm-hmm. I, will, I will suck it up and take the blame. Okay. The words... This is the first April I can remember with no snow came out of my mouth literally last week. But I mean, it's April 20th, the day that we're recording this. Mm-hmm. So one would think we're out of the woods for a potential snowstorm. You would think. I do remember a couple of years ago, it snowed on uh, May 1st, but it was just like a flurry and didn't oh. actually stick to anything. But this was a couple of years ago, oh. and I vividly remember it because I was crabby about it then too. Well, know if this is gonna is this supposed to stick i can't i can't see the ground so it, i don't know. so it's it's not sticking yet okay but i heard that we are supposed to get like inches <sighs> this is this is absurd this is absurd i took my car to the car wash yesterday and cleaned oh, it good. out so good job yeah and i was literally sitting on my deck yesterday soaking up 65 degree sun Mm-hmm. And I put that picture in our VIP group. I thought I was looking good, took picture and realized I didn't look good. So if you want to take a peek at that picture, go to our Facebook VIP group and take a peek. You want to feel good? Go look at that. Seriously, why does that always happen? I'm like, oh, I know. I know that this is going to be a good picture. And then I'm just like, uh-huh. Uh, and all, I was like, I, the intention was like a self-care post, right? Because I was feeling so good. I was warm I love and relaxed. It. And I just felt like I was getting sun-kissed. And I was like, this is perfect for a Facebook post. And I looked at it. I was like, oh, my gosh. This is <laughs> my lips were like. <laughs> you looked beautiful, Amanda. Liars. Stop it. Liars. Stop it. I, speaking of the Facebook VIP group. Go over there right now. Look at Amanda's picture, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you are not in the Southeast Michigan area, if you are not getting snow right now, because I know some people are getting some amazing weather, mm-hmm. share mm-hmm. us pictures so we can live vicariously because oh. this is sad. I'm this crabby about sad. it. It's, yeah. Yes, it's it's crabby. So let's talk about something that makes us even more crabby. Debt. <laughs> Debt. <laughs> Money. Uh- Debt. <laughs> so I think when we started off talking about this last time, Bridget, we were talking about your amazing mm-hmm. transformation. So why don't you kick us off with your story? Okay. So I, along with my husband, uh, crawled us out of $25,000 worth of credit card debt. Um, it started very, very innocently. 
Chris had a credit card in college for his books and stuff like that. And his mom said, as long as you are in school, I will pay this credit card for you. But the moment you leave college before Mm. graduating, this becomes yours. And Mm. because of life situations, he had to leave college and we inherited that credit card. It was not a significant amount of money. I can't remember how much it was if I'm being completely honest, but that kind of started us off on our journey in credit card debt. And it happened very, very quickly and very, very easily. Mm -hmm. I saw something that I wanted, didn't have the money for it in my bank account because we made very little money at the time. And so I'm such an instant gratification person that it's like, I didn't want to save and wait for it. I wanted it now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this is how it happened. We also, Chris has multiple sclerosis in case Mm -hmm. people listening don't know that. And when he was diagnosed, we worked a, both of us worked full-time jobs at Detroit Metro airport at the, um, as baggage handlers and ramp agents and, you know, whatever, lots of, lots of different jobs there, but we made very little money and his medicine was $1,500 a month. Oh my gosh. And we just wow. could, not, could not afford that on top of what we were paying for our house on top of what we were paying for everything else. That hurts. Mm-hmm. And so we were putting that on credit card. And that was with insurance. That was with insurance. We don't need to get into this now. Maybe we can save this for a whole other topic idea, but that right there mm-hmm. should not be allowed. That is one of America's biggest issues, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is our medical system, our insurance system. That is insane. Yeah, it is. And we were very lucky that we only had to do that for a handful of months because there's a an awesome program through the National Multiple Sclerosis Society that ended up helping us and paying for that medication while wow. he was on it. Um, but we did have probably $3,000, worth of debt just in that. Um, wow. So anyway, debt happens. That It happens for a variety of different reasons. $25,000, a lot of it was um, frivolous. Some of it was mm-hmm. necessary. Um, and we tried for years to get out of it, only to get right back into it. Um, again, for a variety of different reasons. So some of the tactics we used, I think that's what we wanted to talk about, right? Um, at one point, Chris and I decided that we were going to try and settle them on our own because they have these debt consolidation companies, Mm -hmm. right? Where you pay them X amount of dollars a month and they consolidate it for you. But you can do that on your own for free. You don't need to pay a company to do that. You can call, visa and say, Hey, listen, um, I owe you 5,000. Will you settle with us if we can give you 2000 right now? And a lot of the time they will do that. Um, the only problem with that is whatever you don't pay. So that $3,000 difference, for example, is claimed on your taxes as income at the end of the year. I was not aware of that. I was not either. Really good to know. Yes. Um, we only did that with one credit card, but we had to claim that difference between what we owed and what they settled for as income. Wow. So I that hurt that. us at tax time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So that was one of the tactics. We did take money from my 401k at one point, not a lot, a couple thousand dollars and paid off a card that way. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar. I'm sure everybody for the most part is familiar with Dave Ramsey mm-hmm. and his plan, which is the debt snowball. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a quick recap of what that is, is you, I think he gives you the option to choose whether you're going to pay off the card with the lowest interest rate first or the highest balance first or the lowest payment first. There's, there's a couple different yeah. ways you can attack it. Um, I believe that the way I chose to do it was to take the card with the the least amount on it mm-hmm. because I wanted to feel I could pay that one off. And then, yeah, then you would feel some sense of accomplishment, right? Like I did it. So if the, the minimum payment on that, let's just say is $25, um, you can pay the minimum payment on the rest of your cards and then take a bigger bulk of money and start attacking that small credit card. Once you have that paid off, you take what you were paying on there and move it to the next one and then to the next one and then to the next one. Um, We did that for a little while. It takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of discipline. And Dave Ramsey's approach is if you don't have money set aside in your savings account, you don't go out to eat. Mm -hmm. You don't go to the movies. You don't have any sort of fun whatsoever. And we were young and we wanted to go to the movies and we wanted to go to dinner. Of course. <laughs> um, and so that didn't, we did not follow it to a T, but we followed it enough to get a little bit further out of debt. But the, the last thing that I did and whether or not this was a good idea or not, I don't know, but it's what worked for us. Um, there's a company called Best Egg. I don't know if you've heard of that, but they are, it's another loan, but I was able to get a loan for the 20 some thousand dollars that I needed through them. I was able to then, they put the cash in my account. I was able to pay off each credit card. And then I just owed one payment to Best Egg for three years until it was paid off. And it was a lot of money every single month, but it actually saved me about $250 a mm-hmm. month doing it oh, that way. Right. Yeah. I'm um, sure the interest rate was much lower than what credit card companies are yeah. charging you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Very um, cool. So I was able to do it that way. And I did end up paying it off before the three years was up, but it was a journey. I mean, six, seven, eight, nine years in the making. And had mm-hmm. we not done that, I think we would still be paying off credit cards and debt from our 20s. That's, I mean, it's bad. Well, the credit card companies are in the business to make money and they do everything possible mm-hmm. from brainwashing us to knowing our human natures, our weaknesses. And they, it's no different than the cigarette companies, the alcohol companies. Like they, they know our human weaknesses and we easily can fall victim to it. So you fell victim. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, so much of America and well, globally falls. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's a shame too, because it's, there's always an incentive, right? You go to target and they say, well, if you open up this card, you'll save 5% today. And it's like, absolutely. I need time. What a savings I need Mm -hmm. to do that. And then it gets to be so easy. Oh, I need a new pair of pants. Well, I have that target credit card. Mm -hmm. I can just put it on there. And that's how it happens. You can also 
Side note, have the Target red card and still yes. get your 5% off, but have it linked directly to your bank account. Because that's yes. what I yeah. do. But Danielle, if you are 23 and broke. So true. You can't have anything come out of your your checking account because there's <laughs> so, nothing there. So, so true. <laughs> it's, well, and I think, you know, your your story brings such a good point to the what happens, you know, they do prey on these young people. And by the time they're 25, they're in over their head. And to get out of debt is mm-hmm. so hard, but to get into it is so easy. Oh. Um, and you're a success story, Bridget. I mean, most people do not get to where you're at. They do not recover. They may do better each month by paying off things and being better with their money and not charging. But that repayment plan can take eight years, 12 years, 20 years, especially Mm -hmm. if just minimum payments are being made. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest too, that we as an American society are not necessarily taught this kind of stuff in high school to the level that it should be, at least not in my high school. I mean, if your high school did more power to you, but my Mm -hmm. high school did not teach us anything about finances and credit cards and, and interest rates and rollovers, none of that. No, we were taught how to balance a checkbook, which mm-hmm. I think we were taught that too in like seventh grade or something yeah. like yeah. You know how far away I am from having right. a checking account yeah. like that. I do remember a teacher telling me about um, how, not me specifically, our class about mm. rolling over your debt. So mm. if you've got a credit card that has $5,000 on it with an interest rate of, you know, 8% or whatever open up a 0% interest card and then roll that debt into that one. But you're just continually mm-hmm. opening cards and rolling and rolling and rolling. Mm-hmm. My high school didn't teach anything. Not any classes that I took anyways, but we, you know, rival high schools and all we've, we've mm-hmm. talked about mm-hmm. this. <laughs> and I feel like we should throw in the disclosure. We're not financial experts by any oh, gosh, means. No. We're not no. lawyers. We're not tax people. We're not accountants. We're nothing. Nope. And we're not against necessarily credit cards. We're, oh against the excessive spending that puts people into a tragic position spending Um, above your means yes yes. period it's just too too easy to do that and i wish there was more regulations around it you know where interest rates are regulated to some degree right Mm -hmm. why why is it allowed that a credit card could charge you 25 28 percent interest i don't understand that that's insane. And if you, you know, we did our uh, recent um, episode about being in real estate and stuff like yeah. that. But if you look at interest rates in houses and you look at that, let's call it 5%, okay? Because things are starting to creep yeah. back up. Yeah. I don't think we'll see a 5% for some time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once upon a time, my first house was bought for a 5% interest yeah, rate and I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. But if you look at that, if you look at that kind of breakdown and you see how much is actually going towards your principal and stuff, and you think of 25% interest on a credit card, that's insane. And people who don't know enough about it don't understand why they're not getting out of debt, making minimum payments. Mm -hmm. Because if you make $25, maybe $3 is going towards the actual principal Mm -hmm. of that card. And that's... uh, the whole school system is a whole different conversation, yeah. but there needs to be more real life education in school than, than some 100%. of these other courses. Um, mm-hmm. 
Danielle, your story is much different than mm-hmm. yes. So I would love, even though it's slightly out of order, I feel like we want to give some people some optimism. <laughs> <laughs> so my story is very different. Um, and I don't say this to be boastful or braggy at any length. Mm-hmm. Um, I have never not paid off the full amount of a credit card every single month. I've come very close to not but I have never not done that. My mom is a very frugal person. She was brought up with nothing. I mean, and I don't mean to say that in a very bad way. She had a very lovely upbringing, but she, they were poor. Um, They had very little money. My, a lot of times it was just my grandma's income that they were living off of. She was making like $3 an hour or something like that, working in a factory. She had four kids, you know, that whole story. So they, they grew up with very little, um, not wanting or, or I guess not needing for anything, but they had very little. So when my mom was old enough to support herself and be on her own, she was from day one and she's always been, I don't know where she got it. Honestly, she's been very good with money since day one. Um, and even having me at a young age, she just, I don't know, she just did it. And so that's the way that she raised me. Um, I was able, I was allowed to get a credit card at 18, but she had a very close monitor on my, my financial situation. I had a bank account at, I guess, 16 when I started working and, um, she was co, I don't know. I forget like how that's phrased, but she was like the, the main person on the account. And I was like the person who was like putting the money into the account so she could have, keep a close eye on me every step of the way, um, until I turned 18. And then she trusted me enough to, to leave that account. But she just always made sure to drive home. You do not spend above your means. This is what you're, you know, this is what you make. This is what you're allotted. Here are your bills, blah, blah, blah. Like we always had a very strict um, relationship like that with money. And it's just something that I've carried over into adulthood. Um, I definitely, I, my mom doesn't like stuff. She doesn't like stuff. She's not a big spender of money on stuff. And um, I feel like I, rebelled against that for a while. And I definitely still like things more than she does. But now that I'm, I'm working on this whole minimalism thing, I'm trying very hard. It's a whole process. It's a whole journey. Um, but I've just, I've just tried to always remember that. And it's the same thing. Brandon and I are the same way. We have separate credit cards, you know, you buy your stuff, I'm gonna buy my stuff, but we always pay them off every month. And, um, it's just something that it's been instilled in me. I can remember helping my mom, um, uh, balance her checkbooks and all of that stuff as a kid. Like that was fun for me because hello nerd. (laughs) I got to use highlighters and different colored pens and stuff for different things. Like this is, this is me and my life. Um, I, I have definitely not, not struggled with money because I definitely have, I've worked crappy jobs for much of my life, but I've also, up until recently, always had more than one job. So fun fact, until I got into real estate, I never made over $10 an hour. Never, never Mm. made over $10 an hour. And I've worked at labs and I've worked at doctor's offices and you name it. I mean, I was making minimum wage pretty much my entire adulthood until getting into real estate, apart from working as a waitress. Because I guess when you work as a waitress, you get paid so far below minimum wage, but then you get tips and stuff like that. So it kind of balances out. Um, but I've just always been very careful of you pay your bills first 
and then you see whatever else is left over and then you can get stuff. So it's been um, something that's just been instilled into mm. me from day one. Mm. But all of that stems back from her childhood and the fact that she grew up with not much. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I feel like you're going to instill that into Watson because 100%. that's what your experience is. Mm-hmm. And honestly, on the flip side, I feel like Chris and I can instill in our children. We know what it's like yes. to be so deep in debt that there is no extra because you're paying. Oh, gosh, I it doesn't um, matter. But, it, you know, these experiences are things that we can take back to our kids. I will also say, Bridget, you have kind of um, helped Brandon and I a little bit as mm. far as like our bank accounts go and stuff oh. like that. We have we have a lot of different nuances, especially, uh, for a, um, we're not a very traditional married couple. Like he has his money. I have my money. We have our joint money. We're very different in that regard. Mm -hmm. Um, but something that we've started to do over, I think I want to say like for sure the last two years, but maybe two and a half years, it's hard to remember when we started is to really pay ourselves first and to figure out like, okay, here's how we're going to divvy up this money. And it's all because of Bridget telling us about this bank that she uses mm-hmm. and all of that kind of fun stuff. I don't know if you wanted to get into any of that, but we we pay ourselves first. So when we get paid, we put money into specific accounts every single time we get paid. We put them into specific accounts for Watson savings, for our savings, for our taxes, because we have to pay for our own taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a business account as well. And so we do all of that before we even look at like the money that we have to spend mm-hmm. for everything else. And that has helped tremendously Mm -hmm. as in our jobs, we get paid kind of randomly, right? I mean, you don't know when your, when your next closing is going to be, um, even Mm. if you have eight things going, there's always changes. There's always delays. There's things, Mm -hmm. the stuff can fall apart in the middle. Like it's just a mess. Um, and it can be super, super stressful. So for me, someone who has notoriously been bad with money to be handed a check, that's sometimes a significant amount of money. Mm -hmm. Old me would be like, look at what I have. Let's go shopping and new responsible me. Yes. Had to, but I had to set it up that way. So yes, every time I get paid, it goes into an online bank account. Mm -hmm. A certain percentage gets put aside for taxes. A certain percentage goes into savings. And then another percentage kind of stays in like the bigger pot. And Mm -hmm. then every two weeks I pay myself from that bigger pot into our joint checking account. And so I'm giving myself a paycheck just like I did when I was working a nine to five job. And I have not given myself a raise in like four years. I'm still giving, it is still good. Yeah. I'm giving myself what I made when I worked at American express every Mm -hmm. two weeks. So it's been, you know, you can live off that. Yes. And that's, that's the beauty of it is like, this is tried and true. You know, that you can, you know, a lot, this amount of money for yourself, even though you may want this amount, you can do this amount because this is what you've, you've lived off of for so long. I just, there's such beauty in that. And the fact that you are the new responsible, more responsible you because of the hardship (laughs) that you guys had to like claw your way through. Mm -hmm. I just, Oh my gosh. I give you so much 
credit for that. And I feel like it, we just <laughs> gave you a moment of silence or like a round of applause or something last time we talked about it. But seriously, people need to really stop and think about how often people can do that. And it's not very often that people actually try as hard as you guys did to, to pull yourself out of that. And I just, I love you guys so much. That's oh, huge. Thank you so much. And if there's someone, um, that wants more information about what I did or specifically how we did it, I would be happy to, to talk to you because I want that feeling for everybody. When mm. I made that last payment, Oh, I could have cried. I believe oh, it. Absolutely. It was such a weight lifted. I can't tell you how many hours of sleep I lost thinking oh. like, oh my gosh, this payment is due tomorrow. And this is how much money I have coming in from my check and from Chris's check or Chris doesn't get paid till next week, but this is due. it. It is so emotionally and mentally taxing to be that much in debt. And I know that my story, I mean, there's people who are in far worse debt than we were. And there's people who maybe only have $5,000 worth of debt, but they feel that that's insurmountable. Mm -hmm. And I want you to know that it's not and that you, you can do it and it's going to take time and you have to have patience and there's sacrifices to be made. But I was a firm believer in, yes, I can go out to dinner tonight with my friends and still pay off my, my debt. So Mm -hmm. anyway, and I think the importance and the key there in that conversation is as long as you're not going to into further debt, correct. To do those things, I think that's the difference. You know, if yes. you've made all your payments and that's extra money, you're just not applying the extra money you might have towards the debt. You're you're using it to still protect your mental health, which we have to do. We, we again, you weren't going into debt to go out with your friends and have a good time to keep you in the spirit of you got to have wins. Yes, got to be rewarded. Yes. yes. Yeah. And Dave Ramsey would tell you, if you still have a credit card, you don't go out to debt. You take that $50 and you put that on your debt. And I am here to tell you that you can do that, mm-hmm. but it, um, it gets real, real hard and it's real easy to fall right back into those old patterns of, well, he said, I can't use this 50 bucks to go do something I want to do. I'll put it on my debt. And then something comes along and you're like, man, I really wish I had that $50. Well, this credit card is almost paid off. What's 50 more? Like Mm -hmm. it's such a nasty cycle. And I think that's, it's a good point to bring up that maybe that is the tactic that some people need. Like if you, Mm -hmm. there, there are people who are all or nothing people. Yes. Like I'm going to go in this Mm -hmm. all the way or I'm out of it all the way. And then there's the people who can do like the bite-sized pieces here and there and just kind of chunk away at it. And if you know that you are this all or nothing person when it comes to money, because I think you can be different things for Mm -hmm. different points in your life for different, um, items, I guess, for lack of better word. But like if you with money and your credit cards, if you are a, I'm going to save, save, save and pay off these cards and do nothing else, or I'm going to be the opposite side of that, then that's probably the tactic that you need to take with this Mm -hmm. because it can be such a slippery slope. You know, if (laughs) I'll use a, a lighthearted example, I am like this. I'm an all or nothing person with Chips Ahoy cookies. <laughs> I will have no Chips Ahoy cookies or I will have all of them. That is my life. So I just choose to not have them. 
Mm. Well, and I think like a diet mentality is very similar mm-hmm. to getting out of debt. I mean, I think For that's sure. super fair. You know, if you don't have a cheat day occasionally, sometimes you're just going to go the heck with it. I can't do this all the time. You mm-hmm. need to have that little bit of reward to get you through the the six days of actually really grinding hard. For mm-hmm. sure. So I don't think anything's wrong with that. No, no. And I think to find the approach for you and, Mm -hmm. um, there's so many resources or resources out there. Even TikTok is a great resource. There's so many people on there, um, that give you budgeting advice, money saving advice, wealth advice. So as crazy as that sounds, TikTok is um, a good place to look. And I'm sure, you know, the internet is a wealth of knowledge. So you'll find what you're looking for. But if you want someone, you know, that you know, because you're (laughs) here with us every week and you just want to chat, uh, let me know. But Amanda. Yes. And I was going to actually bring up TikTok because there's a lot of TikTokers, like a lot of TikTokers that are completely against the Dave Ramsey way. Mm -hmm. Like, very much. I feel like um, it's tried and true and his way is, is is good for a certain, you know, population, but yep. they really hit home and, and reach the other population that that's not feasible for. So that is so interesting that you brought that up because there's a great amount of people to talk about that. Mine, my struggle with that is an up and down and up and down and up and down because as we all know, Amanda lives very much in the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could mm-hmm. be dead tomorrow, so you better believe I'm living good today. <laughs> <laughs> because there's so much and, you know, I did not get, um, you know, the, the I loved money, but I wasn't like money hungry, you know, so I, I as we all know, I've been working since I was like very, very young making money, but I also like to spend money. I like to give. And so till this day, I still struggle financially every single moment of my life. The more money I make, the more I give away, the more I use for other things. It's not like I'm ever buying stuff for me. This shirt is literally like 15 years old. We can tell. We know. I know right? <laughs> Amanda, that print is so 1971. You weren't even born. Um, oh, my listen. God. I can handle that comment, Bridget. I can handle that comment because that's just me. Listen, listen. Get yourself together. Get yourself together. I'm sorry. So everyone can get a really good look. Please head over to our Instagram, our Facebook, or our YouTube. If you are just listening to this, you can get a picture of Amanda in this shirt. I mean, look at my shirt. My shirt has dogs and like. I guarantee you that's new though. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) But that's my point. Like you don't have to be a spender for yourself in the love of your own stuff to be in debt. You know, I never want to tell my baby no. Like Mm -hmm. I want to be able to give him everything he wants and desires and, and needs because he's a good kid and I feel like he deserves it. Mm-hmm. Not, it's just how I choose to mom. And it's not like I, well, I mean, he is spoiled, but he's not spoiled run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Different. I can't even tell my husband. No, I'd like to be able to get him anything he desires. And sometimes there is a no, because we literally just don't have a way of doing it. But if there is a way you better believe I'm figuring it out because I want them to be able to be happy again in the now. 
Um, we all know the story how I literally quit work after I had Owen and just didn't go back. We financially couldn't afford that, but I did it anyway. <laughs> and I find the means to make it work. And at the time, I completely cashed out our 401ks to pay off credit card debts. So that way, all we had was, I think, a car payment and our house payment. And we made it work for as long as we can. So anytime there's a, you know, a shift or a change, I find a way to make it work. And sometimes that includes debt. And I don't regret any of it because I'll die with debt if I have to. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not. You're in the middle. I'm in the middle in kind of maybe extreme. And that doesn't mean I, I don't want to live comfortably. Like I do want to live comfortably. But the point is there are certain seasons that sometimes you need that extra that just physically isn't there. I mean, we spoke about this real estate market. Ugh. If mama doesn't make some closings, the money's just not there. So there's going to have to be maybe a utilization of something to get through whatever, because it's just the way that the, the nature of this business works. Um, and it's not from lack of not trying or whatever. We explained how hard it was on our last episode because it's real insane right now, this real yes. estate market. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't do it out of, um, what is the word I'm looking for? To have luxurious things or keeping mm-hmm. up with the Joneses. That's not my intention. I just live in the moment and try to have what we need during that moment to make life work. And um, that's how I how I do it. I don't I'm have a, a 401k now because of it, but mm-hmm. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Worry I'm about a planner. <laughs> this is I plan every aspect <laughs> of my life down to the last penny. See, Which is and, a very good thing, and I love that, and I respect that, and yeah. I wish I could be more like that. And I wish I could be more live in the moment because <laughs> that would be nice. Sometimes. See, and I feel like I'm a, a a balance between the two of you a little bit when it comes to living in the moment. Like, I will still buy pretty much whatever I want when I, mean, I want it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just really like that too. I mean, new microphone, hello, there right. Right. Um, new shirt with a dog on it. Right. Like, hello. I mean, old shirt. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's really kind of silly, but it, it looked like Ariel and it was purple. And I was like, I need that. Anyway, um, I, I think Amanda, I would, I would say that most people are probably like you carrying some sort mm-hmm. of balance at all time. I'm assuming at all times. I, mm-hmm. I just put words. Yeah. In and the balances fluctuate based on yeah. current seasons. Yeah. yeah. Current seasons. Circumstances. I like it. Yep. Yeah. I would assume that most people will identify probably with you mm-hmm. um, because I do have a credit card. We have, I have a business credit card and Chris mm-hmm. has like a, in case of emergency card, there's no balance on his and mine I use for business and then I pay it off every month. And sometimes do I want to pay it off? Heck no. Right. Right. But I do Mm -hmm. because I just, I know how easily I can fall back into minimum payments for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, but I'm very strict about it is for business and for like DoorDash. Somehow I got hooked up to my DoorDash app. And so see. It's fine though. I don't think they come out here. I don't know. I'm struggling with that whole thing. 
They Working don't on come it. out for me. And that's what I literally am saying. Like, it's not like I treat myself to anything special to have that debt. It's always to benefit some grander scheme. Yeah, it's so mm-hmm. silly. Well, um, and I can say, like, I know personally that you are such a giving person yes. and that you you would give someone the 15-year-old shirt off your back. <laughs> this is so true. I And that's not like trying to make me sound like a good person. That is just to explain I can't turn that part of me off. Mm-hmm. Right. And truly, if someone came up to me and said, I need money and I didn't have it, I would try and find a way to get it to give to them instead of even myself. Mm-hmm. even though there was both a need, you know? So it's, it's, it's a sickness in me mm-hmm. <laughs> that I can't just turn off. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't call it a sickness. You're just a very selfless person. Yeah. I think more people probably need a part of that in them. Yeah. <sighs> if what I can balance. say is I wish credit cards did not exist. I wish they just weren't allowed because then I think globally we would be a much financially stronger human population. You know what's interesting is when I was younger, I thought having a credit card, and I kind of had this mentality back then, that having a credit card, I was going to be more free with my money mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. oh, I can't see the actual transaction of money. And that's, that's really the way that it was. It was, it was much easier for me to use that card as opposed to using money. And then Mm -hmm. something switched as I became an adult, Mm -hmm. or I guess I was an adult when I had a credit card, but like, as I reached like my later twenties, I felt like all of a sudden now the handing over of money wasn't affecting my bank account. Like I Mm -hmm. couldn't see that transaction happening. So now I think handing over money is much more of like a freeing, freeing thing as opposed to using the card. Isn't that weird? Well, it, it, it's not weird. It's how it should be <laughs> because when you hand a credit card, they brainwash just this thing mm-hmm. that, you know, there's, there's no transaction to it. You know, there's right. no pain and suffering until once a month you're writing out that bill. Yep. Where if you had a $50 bill and you're literally having to hand that off every th- single time you're making some sort of purchase or exchange, it feel it stinks as you see it get smaller and smaller. When I worked in the hardware store, <laughs> hardware I Amanda, see older people would maybe have a fifty or a hundred in their wallet, and they would try anything not to break that fifty or that hundred. And they would always say, "Well, because you know, once you break it, it's just gone." Yeah, you weren't yep. wrong. It was so right. See, we. I wish the older generation told us more stories Hmm. maybe we just have to ask oh but i feel like there's like the older generation that did used to tell stories have passed away and are gone it's Mm -hmm. the new older generation that's not doing the storytelling like they used to well and let's be honest though the 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 new older generation aka our parents, mm-hmm. if we're being honest. I mean, not that they're old, 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 but For sure. you know, they're Sorry, Aunt Lori, every single time she gets drugged <laughs> into this. <laughs> and I'm not even talking about my mom. If my dad were still here, for example, mm-hmm. my, mm-hmm. I learned my spending habits from my father mm-hmm. who 
didn't matter what it cost. He wanted it. So he was getting it. And that, that is how I handled money for a very long time. And so to hear him tell it would not be a great example to follow. I think the generation before them, their parents, because they lived through leaner years, they had to learn how to, to make it, Mm -hmm. to make it stretch. And I think our parents' generation is really the generation that was first introduced to credit and buying things with through financing. And you can get that new couch because you can pay it off over three years and it doesn't matter right now. And could you imagine, like, our grandparents did not go out and buy things that they couldn't afford? No, no. way. No. My grandma Patrick used to have plastic on her furniture. Because it had to last those 20 years. Because it had to last forever. Mm. And I think that there is so much we could have learned from that generation. And I feel bad that a lot of those wonderful things and those stories and those good habits died with them. Mm -hmm. Things change. For sure. You know, so I I don't want to ever like live in the past, even though I love the 80s stuff. But anywho. Amanda on her 80s. I I just love, yeah, it just makes me happy. I just, I, I, what I will say personally, and y'all can do what you want, but I know I am trying to be a better steward with my stories. Mm. Where when I have an opportunity to share with somebody maybe that I've met on Clubhouse or whatever the case may be, somebody I meet in person, any younger kids, like I'm not going to be a keeper keeper to myself of those stories. I want to be a keeper of them, but to share them. So hopefully they can learn through my experiences. Um, not just, you know, um, like health wise too. There's a lot of stories we could share about that, like women's health, mental health or pregnancy stories as we're sharing, Mm -hmm. because it's making it normal and it's, it's a good thing to share. Mm -hmm. That's what I was just going to say is when you said, you know, you wanted to be a sharer of your stories. I was like, I guess I don't have any stories to tell. But then I was like, what are we doing right now? This is what we do every week. We're sharing our stories. So, you know, this is our legacy. It is. Lives on. And I got put in my place on Clubhouse the other day. I have to share. Ooh. I know. I wasn't even on there to do it. (laughs) (laughs) No, there was something. Um. I was in a room and we were talking, it was about the room that I was saying, like we we're pitching ourselves and, mm-hmm. and we were, it was kind of a way to thought provoke on how you can maybe like monetize a business model. And it was just like a brainstorming like room just to kind of sum it all up. And, you know, I was talking and I just, and somebody said something about, um, like a course idea where it was something as simple as they had listened to the podcast episode of our Easter and how I did an Easter basket for Marcus. Mm-hmm. And she had said she had never heard of that before. And no one she's known has really done that. And I was like, like I, just for an Easter basket for their spouse. Nobody had ever heard of that yeah, before. Yeah. Hmm. Which is interesting. interesting. And, and so, I mean, that created extra dialogue. And she's like, these are the things that she goes, I love that story. I'm like, that's such an ordinary story. Mm-hmm. It's like, but it's ordinary to you. I guess well, it's, it's different because we know you and we know the type absolutely. of person that you are. So like, I have also never, I guess now that I think about it, have never heard of anybody doing that either. But when you told me, I was just like, oh, that's, that's Amanda. That's Amanda. I mean, I do it too. So... <laughs> 
That's Bridget too. But yeah. the point is there was still stories <laughs> in ordinary. So she was like, don't discount the ordinary for you. Share those stories because to somebody else, it's anything but ordinary. And that <laughs> really beautiful. spoke to me. So I, I guess maybe I shouldn't have said put in my place, but it really gave me that aha moment going, oh, interesting. There is lessons in the ordinary sometimes. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. That's just my little. I dig it. Nugget. I like that. Sorry, it was a side tangent. <laughs> it was a good one, though. Thanks. <laughs> it's still snowing. I'm sorry. I just wanted to point your attention to that. It's still snowing. So it's even it coming is, down faster now. It's starting to stick a little bit, at least out here. Is it? Mm-hmm. We started this podcast about snow. We're ending it with snow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm still not amused. <laughs> and maybe when you're actually listening to this next Thursday, we might be snowed in because it's oh, don't say that <laughs> it's Michigan. <laughs> I thought you were going to say we're going to have sunshine. It's going to be gorgeous. I, we'll be poolside is what I was hoping you were going to say. Snowed <laughs> in. Good gracious. If I'm snowed in next Thursday, mm-hmm. I'm coming for you, Amanda. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. The weather forecast doesn't look great. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway. So, so what is our B going to be this, hmm. this day, ladies? Honestly, I think that you've just inspired me. Be a storyteller. Dig it. <gasps> Writing it down. Ooh, be a storyteller. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I like it. Maybe each of us can come up with a story to share. And we can put that in our Facebook VIP group. Done. A story about what? I don't know. Any story. Any funny story. Any sad story. Any encouraging story. I don't want to dictate your stories, Bridget. (laughs) (laughs) Can you dictate mine? Because I'm going to need some sort of. (laughs) Right. We need some sort of inspiration. (laughs) We need guidance here. Um, (laughs) I'll I'll come up with something. Okay. Okay. All right. Great. Be a storyteller. I like that. Yeah. Because that's basically like, like what Danielle said. This is what we're doing mm-hmm. this podcast. Every week we show up and we tell stories. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Look at us finding our voices. Oh, it's so much fun. Look at it you is. guys moving your neck. I don't. <sighs> One quick story before we go. Oh, here we go. I didn't mean oh, like my... literally right now. Tell a story. <laughs> <laughs> Let us hear it. Let us hear it. I'm sorry. Okay. So I like to like be silly around Marcus. And so I was doing like a little shimmy Mm -hmm. and he's like, you know, if you want to like move a certain part of your body, you like actually need to move that part of your body. (laughs) He's like, you wiggle your butt when you're trying to like do your shoulders and stuff. And I'm like, (laughs) I totally do. So just you all can have that image. Good. Good. Fair point. Right. Yeah. I like it. I'm. I have no room to point fingers. I am not a dancer over here. Nor am I. No, I'm not either. No, I pretend. I mean, you point me to the dance floor in a wedding and I'm out there, but it's not, it's not cute. I need drinks to do that. That's fair. That's fair. I don't, I don't. I need liquid courage. (laughs) Otherwise, mm -mm. when we can meet in person again, we'll do a little dance off. We can do the hustle. Do you guys know the hustle? I do know the hustle. We can do that. But the only thing I know how to do. Mm-hmm. I have to catch, like, I know how to do it, but I'd have to, like, work on it just oh, to get, sure. like. So before my wedding, I wish I was kidding. My friend Kelly and I 
We love the hustle. The Stevie Wonder Eyes Don't Cry hustle. Love that one. Yes. Great one. Yes. Yeah. And, but I was like, not super like familiar with it. I'd only been to a handful of a wedding weddings as an adult at that point. Cause I got married in my early twenties mm-hmm. and, uh, we used to practice in my living room before my wedding so that we could like, as the bride and her bridesmaids busted out be out there on the dance floor. So I was a real pro at the hustle by the time my wedding came around. So what you're saying is if TikTok existed when you got married, you would have been one of those TikTok wedding reception videos. Yes. That's how good you killed it. Fun. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful TikTok wasn't around. Me, oh my gosh. Same. Me too. That. Me too. That's one thing our generation has been blessed with. Mm-hmm. We can have it as adults when we kind of have our craft together. <laughs> yeah. We have the occasional picture from things, but there's not much video proof. No. Yeah, in at best you might have two copies of said picture mm-hmm. that you and the could, negatives don't forget about the negatives i have negatives i don't even Do know still have negatives? I, have negatives. I don't have negatives cool 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh my okay. goodness what a tangent we have oh yeah all right <laughs> sorry i'm sorry <laughs> it was all up. because of the shimmy yeah. Oh, anywho, anywho. All right. We will see everyone next week for another fun episode of Bed Moms in Business. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Bye.